Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Chris Price is with the Boston Globe. He joins us on the bench to talk about everything Boston. How you doing there, Christopher? I'm doing great, Scotty. How you doing, man? My man. Everything's good. Uh, so let's start with the uh, Pats-Eagles game. You know, in the past, uh, they, you know, obviously – uh, they're the best team in the NFL now going on whatever, two decades. It's just total domination. We we understand all that. But the thing is, like, do you remember when, like, the Giants beat them in the Super Bowl a couple times? And it seemed like that even in games, whether it was preseason or regular season, if they ever met again, which they did a, a few times, they would always have problems with the New York Giants. Do you think that uh, after losing to Philadelphia, any of that same uh, smell is is sifting out of there where they would uh, have another problem with this Eagles team like they did the Giants? Or do you think they can handle their business in Philly? I think there's the chance of a little bit of that post-Super Bowl residue lingering with this one when you're talking about a Patriots game plan going up against this Philadelphia team. But I don't think it's going to be an overriding thing. I think – so many of the guys on both sides of the ball have changed over the last couple of years. There's been so much personnel turnover. Look, both of these teams do what they do, and they do it really well. But I don't think that, you know, as you mentioned, I think the Giants might have been in the Patriots' head a little bit there for a few years. I don't think there's that same sort of template when you're talking about the Eagles going up against the Patriots this time around. Do you think that, um, you know, they? Uh, it really is incredible how they could, like, go and lose a Super Bowl that was so unbelievable. That was a great game. And then, yeah. to, and, and then to just wash it off and then go back and win another one, uh, to me is what shows the greatness of the franchise, that they could just wash their hands of it and then get back to work and get back to business and then handle their business and win it against the Rams. When everybody was selling you that uh, McVay was a genius, I've always said there's only one genius in the NFL and there's only one great, truly great coach, and that's Belichick. It is amazing how they just turned it right around and went and won another one. Yeah, exactly, too. I think one of the weirdest things in all of professional sports, Scott, and I wonder if you agree with me on this, is that the, the team that loses the Super Bowl every year, the following year, they struggle for whatever reason, you know, whether it's injury, whether it's, you know, personnel, whatever the case may be, the Patriots were able to kind of flip that narrative on its head last year. As you mentioned, they're coming back after losing the Super Bowl to the Eagles. They come back, they beat the Rams again, as you said, with all the hype behind the Rams and McVay and one of the great offenses that we've seen over the last couple of years. To hold them to single digits in that game was nothing short of remarkable. But, yeah, I think one of the things that they do better than anyone else, win, lose, whatever the case may be, Belichick closes the door on the previous season. There is no mention of it. There is no talk of it. And the the focus is always moving forward. I know it's kind of corny and it's kind of a cliche, but it's really true and it really works for this franchise. So do you uh, do you feel uh, confident in the way they're, uh, you know, blending Sanu into this mix? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think that Mohamed Sanu, quite honestly, has a chance to be remembered ultimately as one of the great uh, midseason offensive pickups of this team. He immediately entered what we call Tom Brady's circle of trust after 10 catches against the Ravens 
went to him in crunch time on a number of occasions, and he's a guy who just seems to understand it. He's a guy who who knows what Brady needs, or at least you know, pub, or at least publicly, privately, whatever the case may be, has appeared to know what Brady needs, where he needs to be to get the ball in in optimal situations. So yeah, I, I think Sanu has done very very well. Look, you know, we're only a couple games into his New England career, but. They're guys up and down the locker room raving about what he's been able to do. And I think if you can bring a guy like that in and rely on him down the stretch and into the postseason, that does wonders for, for a Patriots offense that's been a little bit up and down over the course of the first you know nine games. Chris Price with us, Boston Globe, great paper. Do you think um, you know the loss to the Ravens, uh, it, it, it really was stunning because they were down like 17-13 at one point or something like that, and then it just kind of unraveled. How much um, do you feel that they are, you know, problematic for them moving forward to get through the uh, AFC? Because obviously they still hold that one and they would be at Gillette, which means a a divisional semi that they always win and get to the title game. How much are they worried behind the scenes of what Lamar Jackson was able to do to them? I think Lamar Jackson really presents an interesting challenge for this defense. One of the best defenses that I've seen that this Patriots team has had over the last, you know, 20 years or so. Um, you know, the, the the multitude of talents that he brings to the field on a fairly consistent basis, I, I think, will make him a, a, a very difficult to, a very difficult opponent for the Patriots if they face him again. But, you know, to your point, if they get the game in Gillette, if they are home, you have to feel good about where you are as a New England fan. Now, that being said, of course, when you look at the teams that have come into Gillette and won playoff games, the Ravens have done it twice. And so if there's a franchise out there that's really not afraid of New England in the big games in January, it's Baltimore. So right now, man, look, I, I, I got to say, you know, there's a lot of football between now and January. These are the two best teams in the AFC. And, and I know that a lot of people pick Kansas City. And Kansas City could still get on a roll. The home's coming back in Houston with Deshaun Watson. You know, but right now, these are the two best teams in the AFC. And I think everyone would like to see the two best teams in the AFC eventually, you know, advance to the to, to play against each other in late January. I can't buy Kansas City, Chris, because of that defense of theirs. It's like, yeah. it's like butter. I mean, teams are cutting through them like butter. I mean, honestly, it's like Thanksgiving dinner. They're just like, it's, it's so easy to do things against them. Uh, that, you know, when you see a team that's supposedly so good and they have that weak-ass defense, teams with weak-ass defenses don't win the Super Bowl and, and don't get to the Super Bowl. So let's move on. I want to ask you about uh, a couple other things. Uh, the, the Bruins with another huge win uh, in Toronto tonight. In my opinion, they own the, the Leafs. The Leafs will never win a Stanley Cup as long as the Boston Bruins are in business. And they did it again tonight up there, and they're in first, and they are once again one of the best teams in the NHL without a doubt. Yeah, they they are. There's no doubt there. I think that it's if you're if you're a Bruins fan, you're definitely consoled by the fact that this is a team that managed to bounce back tonight again against a team that they always seem to handle. But look, they were in a situation where they needed a win. They, you know, they were they were a little sluggish, a little inconsistent over the last week plus. They lost a couple games. They quite frankly should have won, including one against Florida earlier in the week that ended up in a shootout. Um, but things appear to be recalibrated with that Bruins team. And and, and again. This is a team that, like you said before, they got off to a great start. They, they always seem to have Toronto's number. Uh, it, right now, it's all about stacking success, going on tonight's win, 
building on that moving forward and being able to get back to where they need to be, specifically where they were about a week or so ago. Uh, Chris Price with us uh, from the Boston Globe, great writer. Do you think uh, that uh, Kyrie Irving, when he left there, obviously when he was there, it got kind of weird. I I thought in the end he kind of melted down on him and just kind of – kind of gave up. Like, it was like he was, I, I don't know, mood, you know, they talk about moody and all this other, but it seemed to me like he was like, I'm out of here. Now he's in uh, Brooklyn. He's filling it up, et cetera, whatever. But bottom line is Kemba Walker went in there. He's dropping 25 a game. And I, my question to you is how quickly did they forget about Kyrie Irving and just pick up with Kemba and say, screw him. They're 9-1 and going into this game with the Warriors tonight. It starts any minute now out in the uh, – Bay Area in San Francisco, the Celtics really have been an incredible story because no one saw it 9-1 and one coming. No, I, I agree with you there. Two things that, that, that I want to get off my chest about the Celtics here. First of all, we ran a poll at BostonGlobe.com earlier this week saying who's been the MVP of the early start, and we listed Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Marcus right. Smart, and then other, and we got an awful lot of votes for other, specifically Kyrie Irving with the idea of addition by subtraction, the idea that Kyrie is no longer there. A lot of those young guys are not walking on eggshells around him like they were the last couple of years. And this is a team that really gets along. They love playing with each other. The other thing, the second thing, they have five games out West right now. They, 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 they start a five, as you mentioned, they start a five game road trip right. out West. They play the Warriors tonight. If they can get through that stretch, you know, the Warriors obviously are not the, you know, the Warriors of old, but they still have games against, you know, Denver and the Clippers, a couple of really difficult challenges. If they can get through that stretch over 500, if they can go 3-2 and two with no Gordon Hayward in the lineup, they have to feel really good about where they are. Aside from the 9-1 and one start, aside from what they got from Kemba, if they can come home with a successful road trip, then I think a lot of people around the NBA are going to start to take notice of this. That's very interesting that Ka- that uh, Kyrie's the most valuable uh, Celtic because of his leaving made him <laughs> made him better. I-, I didn't know they were all stressed out by him because uh, you've heard about you know so many things about him and so many rumors and so many controversies and they blame him for everything wins losses whatever. To see that I actually believe it. I think they are showing like uh, less stress playing and that they're actually moving the ball, moving each other, you know, pick and roll like crazy, getting around back door cuts. They just look better. Smart behind the back passes. And I just think they've looked fantastic. Last question I got for you. What did you think of uh, Ben Charrington getting the Pirates job? Uh, and and because that guy, he won a World Series up there. And then they, you know, I guess – thought he lost his mojo or something and then yeah. do are they gonna deal bets it sounds like they are the the big the big story up here this week our guy pete abraham wrote a story saying what if the Patri- or, i'm sorry what if the red sox thought about dealing mookie bets to new york thought about dealing mookie bets to the yankees for for some of their good young talent for some of their young arms the other the other deal that i think would be absolutely fascinating would be dealing mookie bets to the mets for someone like a Jacob DeGrom type, someone like a, you know, get, getting another young arm, getting another talented young arm, getting a pitcher, getting a couple of bats. Um, there's a lot of talk up here because, quite frankly, you're going to have to do one or the other. With J.D. Martinez opting in for 2020, you're not going to be able to afford to pay J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts what they're worth. Now, the other, op- the other possibility here is J.D. Martinez opts in, and then they end up trading him somewhere. So I, I have a feeling we have a lot more chapters to go 
in what could be a very compelling offseason for this Red Sox. I think that's a great idea to trade bats to the Mets because they're stupid enough to fall for it and give you DeGrom. I mean, if you're going <laughs> to trade him, trade him to somebody stupid. Uh, how, how do you think Charrington will do in Pittsburgh? I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to do really well. I, I think that there was a lot of belief around here that he fundamentally inherited, you know, Theo's team, and that was, you know, why he ended up winning the way he did. But but he's he's a he's a, a smart guy. He is a guy who is really good when it comes to player evaluation. He's a guy who should fit in very nicely with the Pirates. Chris, great stuff tonight. I love your uh, work and have a great weekend, man. Thanks for coming on the bench. We'll catch up soon. My pleasure, Scotty. Take care. All right, Christopher Price with the Boston Globe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.